0: In the last hour, two teenagers
1: have been arrested in connection with the murder of a 16-year-old girl in Cheshire.
2: On the 11th of February 2023, the body of 16-year-old Brianna Jai was found in a park in Cheshire, in England. Two teenagers, too young to be identified, stand accused of her murder. Bringing you the evidence, witness statements and testimony from court, this is the trial. Brianna Jai.
3: I'm Liz Hull, Northern Correspondent for the Mail. I'll be following the trial every
2: day and reporting on it as it happens. And I'm broadcaster and journalist Caroline Cheatham. Together we'll examine what's happened in court and bring you the details behind the headlines. In today's episode, we'll hear the prosecutor insist that both defendants played a part in the murder of Brianna. Brianna.
3: But we'll hear Girl X's barrister say she couldn't be responsible because there was not
2: even so much as a microscopic droplet of blood found on her clothes. Meanwhile, Boy Wise's barrister argued he was just an extra in the tragic murder which Girl X orchestrated, directed and carried out. Welcome to episode 8, In It Together. So we're nearing the end of this trial now. The prosecution have presented their case and both defendants have finished giving their evidence. And over the past couple of days, the jury has been listening to the closing speeches of the lead prosecutor, Deanna Heer, KC, Richard Pratt, KC, who represents Girl X, and Richard Littler, KC, who is defending Boy Y. Very soon the jury will be asked to decide whether the defendants are guilty or innocent of Brianna's murder.
3: But before each of the barristers summed up their case to the jury, the judge spoke to them and gave them what's called her legal directions. These are essentially points of law that Mrs Justyship explains to them to help them make up their minds. She reminded them that both Girl X and Boy Y are charged with Brianna's murder, and both deny they
2: are responsible. Each says the other was the person who stabbed Brianna to death. The judge said it was Girl X's case that the messages they sent to each other in which she described an alleged plan to kill Brianna were pure fantasy. She only invited Brianna to linear Park that day to hang out. Boy Y's case was he was simply playing
3: along with Girl X's fantasy and he didn't think she was going to do anything with his knife.
2: The judge told the jury that they didn't have to decide exactly what happened on February the 11th this year or why Brianna was murdered. And she also reminded them of a fundamental element of our justice system, that it's not up to either defendant to prove their innocence. Instead, it's the prosecution's job to prove they're guilty.
4: The prosecution must make you sure of guilt. Nothing less than that will do. The fact there are two suspects for the murder does not mean you must convict at least one defendant. You could find both defendants guilty... You could find one guilty or you could find both not guilty.
3: She told the jury that the law says a person is guilty of murder if they participate in the unlawful killing of someone with the intention of killing or inflicting really serious injury. They must decide whether they are sure girl X or boy Y knowingly participated in the killing and did so with the intention that Brianna should die or at least be caused
2: really serious harm. She said that before coming to their decision, they must ask themselves two questions. First, are you sure girl X or boy Y deliberately participated in the killing of Brianna, whether by stabbing her or causing, assisting or encouraging the other defendant to stab her? Secondly, are you sure that when Girl X or Boy Y participated in Brianna's killing, they intended that Brianna should die or suffer at least really serious injury? The answers to both those questions
3: must be yes, she said, to find either Girl X or Boy Y, or both of them guilty of murder.
4: People may play different parts in a crime, but both admit they were present at the scene but mere presence is not enough to amount to participation. You must be sure either he or she stabbed Brianna or caused, helped or encouraged the defendant to inflict the fatal stab wounds and had the relevant intention at the time. The prosecution do not have to prove who stabbed Brianna, whether it was one or both of the defendants. What matters is whether you are sure the defendant played a part in the killing, intending that Brianna die or be caused really serious injury.
2: The judge said that the differing accounts of both defendants meant both could not be telling the truth. She said Girl X told the police she and Boy Y had been with Brianna, but then she'd gone off to meet a 17-year-old boy from Manchester. Girl X didn't tell the police what she later told the jury in court, that she heard screaming and turned around to see Boy Y stabbing Brianna. The judge said it's the prosecution case that Girl X lied to cover her guilt.
3: But her version is she lied to protect Boy Y and herself because she knew the messages
2: looked bad. Boy Y also lied to police about his knife, the judge said. He didn't tell them what he told the jury, that he took the knife to cultureth where he gave it to girl X, who then used it to kill Brianna. The prosecution say Boy Y
3: lied to cover his own guilt. He says he lied because he was scared he would be told off
2: by the police. The judge also said boy Y's diagnosis of autism and the unusual way he was allowed to deliver his evidence by typing rather than speaking his answers was not relevant to his guilt or innocence. And she said the same is true of girl X's diagnosis of having ADHD and traits of autism.
3: Brianna here, Casey, was the first barrister to stand up and deliver her closing speech for the prosecution. She began by saying that nobody was suggesting Brianna was killed in self-defence. The injuries were so serious, she said, they could only have been inflicted with an intention to
2: kill or cause serious harm. Now, both girl X and boy Y accept they were in Linear Park when Brianna was killed, but they blame each other for the murder. Miss here said, is the prosecution case that there is no doubt they are in it together?
0: In this case, the prosecution say when you stand back and look at the whole of the evidence, there can be no doubt both of these defendants played their part in the murder of Brianna Jai and that when they did so, they intended that she be killed or at least really seriously injured. The evidence demonstrates that they both participated in Brianna's murder. They both encouraged the other to kill Brianna. They both contributed to a plan to kill Brianna. They both played a part in carrying out that plan. After they'd killed her, they both took steps to conceal evidence and cover up their guilt. In other words, the evidence demonstrates from first until last, these two defendants were in it together.
3: Miss Heer told the jury that they may find it difficult to fathom how two children could have behaved in the way that's alleged. But she insisted the prosecution did not have to prove why the crime had been committed, only that it had taken
2: place. And she reminded them of the evidence of the pathologist, Dr Alison Armour. She'd already told them that the stab wounds were primarily to Brianna's back and her neck and were consistent with being inflicted with Boy Y's hunting knife. Miss Here
3: said Girl X also admitted being interested in torture and killing, but not just fictional Hollywood films or documentaries, real footage. Just take a moment to think about
0: what type of images she was looking at. She enjoyed the feeling of having power over other people. Boy Y raised no objections, expressed no disapproval.
2: And she said the messages exchanged between them were a window into their minds, but they also showed that they knew what they were discussing was wrong. The messages these two young defendants exchanged went far beyond the norm.
0: More than that... You may think that they show how the defendants were feeling each other out, working out how far they could go with the other one, testing the boundaries to see when the other person would say stop. But neither of them did.
3: She said it was telling that Boy Wye made no mention of the messages in his first
2: interview with the police. In fact, he said he deleted all the messages between them but she reminded them he'd also spoken to other people, not just Girl X, about hurting others. For example, she said he messaged friends about beating Boy E to death and hurting Boy M because he was close to Girl A. And we know from the evidence the court's already heard that he was infatuated with Girl A.
3: It's Boy Y who researches gruesome ways of torture and poison, Miss Heer said. It's him who brings the knife to the park and it's also Boy Y who didn't seem to like Brianna. He referred to Brianna as
0: it, a tranny, a femboy thing, subhuman, beneath him. He spoke in a derogatory way about Boy E, who he referred to as a nonce, and Boy R, who he said was gay. Knowing that, when Girl X told Boy Y she wanted to kill Brianna, you may think she would have known that Brianna was somebody that Boy Y would be willing to help her kill. And she was right.
2: Miss Here said Boy Y's evidence was a contradiction. On the one hand, he told the jury he didn't believe Girl X's messages or that she would carry out her fantasy. On the other, he said he only took his knife to the park and ran away with Girl X afterwards because she told him to. And she said the murder plan Girl X sent to Boy Y a week
3: before the killing was essentially the same plan they executed on February the 11th.
0: He stabs her in the back, I stab her in the stomach. They both wanted to stab Brianna, according to this. We know Brianna had wounds to the back and the front of her body. Can you be sure that these defendants deliberately encouraged each other to kill Brianna? Can you be sure that they deliberately planned to do so? Well, it's all there in black and white. These are the defendants' own words. You may be sure they meant what they said, because we know what happened next.
2: Miss Hear said Boy Wai lied to the police about his knife because he was frightened of being told off for taking it to the park. But when he was asked whether he felt frightened after witnessing Girl X stab Brianna, he said he didn't know what the feeling of fear was like.
0: He can't have it both ways. Either he's capable of feeling fear or he isn't.
3: Miss Hear said the jury might decide that Boy Wai inflicted some of the stab wounds. It was his hunting knife that was used, his hunting knife that was found with Brianna's blood on it in his bedroom. He also had blood on his hands, his jacket
2: and his shoes. Now, while there's no forensic evidence to suggest Girl X inflicted all the wounds, she sent messages saying she wanted to stab Brianna in the stomach. And she was stabbed there. And Miss Here reminded the jury that they didn't need to work out
3: if Girl X did stab Brianna or who exactly inflicted the fatal wound. The fact that Girl X lured Brianna to the park and encouraged Boy Y to bring his knife, knowing the plan was to attack her, was enough to find her guilty, she said. She'd even saved his contact details in her tablet as Tesco John Wick.
0: You may think that she referred to him in that way because he was her hitman.
2: She also reminded the jury that boy-wise blood was found on Girl X's trainers, blood which must have come from him cutting his hand during the attack on Brianna, not from when he was chopping limes the day before, as he'd claimed.
3: miss here told the jury that the defendant's behaviour afterwards, the way they left the scene in lockstep together, the fact they'd got rid of Brianna's phone down a drain and even sent jokey messages and kept each other informed on the investigation in the hours afterwards, proved they were in it together throughout. Neither
0: one of them took the lead. Neither played along. By the time they met in Kolchev on February the 11th, both knew what they were going to do. Not in fantasy, but in real life. That's why Boy Y took his hunting knife. That's why Girl X lied to Brianna to persuade her to come out. That's why they took her to that place and lied to keep her there until there was no one else around. Then they killed her in just the way they said they would. Brianna was stabbed and stabbed and stabbed. She stood no chance. She was outnumbered, two on one, and facing a hunting knife, thrust into her again and again with considerable force. These two defendants are young, and you will make allowance for that. But each of them knew that Boy Wise hunting knife was capable of killing. They knew what they were doing. Having looked at what they said to one another and behaved, they intended to kill Brianna. Yes, they participated in the killing. And yes, they did so intending to kill. If that's right, your verdict in respect of both of these two defendants is
2: guilty. We'll be back after this short break. So next, it was the turn of Richard Pratt to deliver his closing speech in defence of Girl X. And he began by saying that nobody could fail to be shocked at Brianna's death and feel profound sympathy for those affected.
3: But he said it was important for the jury to put their emotions to one side and to consider their verdicts logically and dispassionately. He said they must be sure Girl X either stabbed Brianna
2: or helped or encouraged Boy Y to stab her to find her guilty. Mr Pratt said Boy Y initially told police Girl X was responsible for the stabbing and must have brought her own knife. But he changed his story when he realised Brianna's blood had been found on his hunting knife, the knife he thought he'd cleaned.
1: The moment that he decided to say it was he and not Girl X who took the knife to Culcheth was perhaps the moment he realised that Brianna's blood was on his knife, which, according to him, had remained at home.
3: Mr Pratt suggested it was ridiculous of Boy Y to claim he'd given Girl X his knife before they met Brianna, and for her to have wandered around Culcheth with it in her waistband, down the back of her trousers for more than an hour.
2: He also pointed out that the evidence from Dr Armour had revealed that some of Brianna's injuries required a degree of strength to inflict and he questioned whether girl X, who's slightly built, would have been able to cause such injuries versus boy Y, who was a trained kickboxer and who knew how to deliver a punch or jab quickly. Mr Pratt also said there was no forensic evidence,
3: not even so much as a microscopic droplet of blood on Girl X's jacket or shoes to suggest she was responsible.
1: There isn't any scientific evidence at all to associate Girl X with the stabbing. None at all. What you mustn't do is invent it. It's not there. We say, on a proper and full analysis of the evidence in relation to the stabbing, You cannot find that Girl X played any part in it.
2: And Mr Pratt added that on the face of it, there was a plan to kill, which was detailed in the text messages and on the note found in Girl X's bedroom. But these must be taken in the context of all of her notes and journals, he said, including her fictitious boasts of having already killed two people, which were completely false. The other children on the kill
3: list were never real targets or in any real danger, Mr Pratt said. They were just real people Girl X inserted into her fantasy. He said Girl X and Boy Y alone inhabited this cocoon world where they talked about killing Brianna, but she'd never seen him be violent to anybody or give her any indication
2: he would in fact carry out the murder. Mr Pratt, in fact, suggested to the jury that the inherent flaw in the plan to kill Brianna was they thought they would get away with it. He said Saturday was the busiest day of the week in Linear Park when the area was full of visitors and dog walkers. In reality, he said, the murder was spontaneous and unexpected.
1: Anybody could have emerged at any second. If this was a plan, despite all the discussion, the reality is that it was totally ill-considered there would be no opportunity to remove the body and cover it with logs. Girl X's study of serial killers might have taught her that they become serial killers because they were able to kill and remain undetected. Surely you come up with a plan to get away.
3: Mr Pratt said there was no evidence Girl X bought a knife to the park or that she joined in with Boy Y when he stabbed Brianna.
1: If Girl X believed this was a real plan to kill... Why did she not do what she agreed to do and bring her own knife? Although Girl X did not bring a knife, tragically Boy Y did. He chose to use it and in the face of all the evidence, continues to deny that he did. Whether the fantasy became reality or he had his own motivation in wanting to kill Brianna, we don't know. She suddenly found herself with a her reality and panicked and ran with Boy Y.
2: He also admitted some of her actions afterwards appeared callous but he told the jury she behaved that way because she realised how bad the messages might look and to help protect Boy Y. He told the jury
3: Girl X was a fantasist who'd been disarmingly frank in telling them about her secret make-believe world of torture, violence and murder. It was a horrible and dark land but not a real land, he said and she didn't want him to kill Brianna.
1: Perhaps Boy Y, in his way, thought it was real. Perhaps he brought that knife thinking it was what Girl X wanted. Perhaps Boy Y did not draw the distinction between fantasy and reality. For whatever reason, he took his hunting knife out. He attacked Brianna in a frenzy. This was not the execution of an agreed plan. Had she not got Brianna to come to culture, she may be alive today. That is something she will have to live with and bears blame for. But it does not make her guilty of murder until you can say you are sure she participated in the stabbing or encouraged Boy Y to do so. We say you cannot draw that conclusion.
2: Finally, earlier today, Richard Littler-Casey spoke to the jury on behalf of
3: Boy Y. He began by likening Brianna's murder to a tragic play, which he said was written, directed and performed by Girl X.
5: If this case were a play, it would definitely be a tragedy. The script would have been written by Girl X. It would have been directed by Girl X. It would have been stage managed by Girl X. It would have been produced by Girl X. And the central character would have been Girl X. The central issue in this case is whether you could be sure whether Boy Y was part of the cast or just an extra drafted in for that afternoon on the 11th of February in Culture. Was he a fully paid-up member of the plan?
2: Mr Littler asked the jury to put their emotions and prejudices to one side and also set aside Boy Y's autism and selective mutism, which he told the jury is beyond his control. While he's unable to speak... Girl X is able to tread the boards confidently,
3: he said. She repeatedly lied and smirked in her police interview, even calling Boy Y her Tesco John Wick, her Tesco assassin.
5: Boy Y, a hitman? More like a Tesco meal deal.
2: And he suggested to the jury that they couldn't rule out that Boy Y didn't stab Brianna. And he said Girl X had stolen Boy Y's defence when she realised he'd betrayed her.
5: There should be another count on this indictment. And that counts as theft. There has been a theft in this case. Girl X has stolen our defense, and that's a big problem. Even though Boy Y told the police immediately that Girl X stabbed Brianna while he was close by behind a tree, sadly, Girl X has now chosen to invent the same defense. Her account is ridiculous. How she walked away, saw Boy Y stabbing Brianna, was frightened of Boy Y, and followed Boy Y with the carbon copy. Or what he said in interview, just the other way round.
3: Mr Littler pointed out that within seconds of Brianna's murder, Girl X was deleting messages on Snapchat between them, and he questioned what other evidence she'd destroyed in the 28 hours before she was arrested by police.
5: She'd already told Boy White she was not only good at hiding stuff, she's also good at playing victim. Her words. And she was right, wasn't she? It was a confident performance in the interview with the police, littered with chuckles and laughs. It was delivered absent of any emotion. It was cold. She coldly sent messages to Brianna, knowing she was dead. Sent posts to friends about the murder she knew she had committed. Then we had this. She created a rest in peace Brianna Snapchat just before the police arrived, just before she was arrested. Brianna was one of the best people I've ever met. No, she wasn't. You just stabbed her to death in the park. You didn't like her at all. You could disagree with me if you want. But I'm going to suggest you could put a line through Girl X's evidence and her attempt to persuade you it was all him. You're not going to find the truth from her.
2: Mr Littler said there was no blood on Girl X's clothes because she'd washed them. He said there was evidence washing was being done in her home on the body cam footage worn by the police. And he also suggested that the top seized by the officers was not the one she was wearing in the park.
5: The absence of blood on Girl X does not help her. It means she is a careful and criminally minded individual. As she bragged about being good at hiding stuff, being excellent at creating for self defences and manipulating evidence, that is clear from the evidence. The idea she couldn't have got rid of blood from COVID in 28 hours is nonsense.
3: Mr Littler also claimed the blood found on Boy Y's ski jacket, trainers and knife also did not prove that he stabbed Brianna. He claimed he could have got it on his coat from his hands when he touched Brianna,
2: or it could have come from the knife when Girl X handed it back. Mr. Littler also said the evidence of the dog walker, Catherine Vice, fitted Boy Y's account and contradicted what Girl X said happened. He said Mrs. Vice saw Boy Y leaning over Brianna, but she didn't see any violence or aggression or a weapon. And Mrs. Vice told the court Girl X was running ahead of Boy Y
3: and she stopped and stared at her, which frightened her. Mr Littler said Mrs Vise was the only independent witness at the scene of the murder, and he told the jury her accounts seemed to corroborate what Boy Y claimed happened and not what Girl X had told them. Mr
2: Littler also said Girl X's claim that she was a fantasist was untrue because she tried to murder Brianna before she was eventually killed by poisoning her with ibuprofen, and on February 11th she lived out her plan, he said.
5: Boy Y didn't know Brianna at all. It was Girl X's idea to kill her. It was Girl X's idea not just to kill her, but where to kill her. A quiet spot in linear park, Girl X was obsessed with Brianna, serial killers, and she wanted to stab her, and specifically stab her in the stomach. The messages show she was excited, not just by the knife, but by inflicting pain and the knife going in. Girl X told Boy Y about having vivid hallucinations, or being covered in a person's blood as they sat there screaming. She wanted people to feel the pain of the knife and suffer. Girl X was the stabber. Boy Y was the spectator. You can ignore what Girl X says happens. You can ignore what the blood does or does not tell you. The dog walkers might help you understand who's telling the truth. And the messages speak for themselves. They clearly indicate that the killer was Girl X.
3: He said Girl X was highly manipulative. She manipulated Brianna to get her to the park, and she tricked Boy Y into taking his knife by using his autism and obsession with Girl A to control him.
5: The truth in this case is Girl X was no friend of Boy Y or Brianna. She was only interested in Girl X. That's why she wrote the play. She directed it. She produced it. She stage managed it. She was always going to be the main character and enjoy the limelight. Boy Y was an extra.
2: So once Mr Littler had finished his speech, the judge, Mrs Justice Yip, began her summing up of the evidence in the case. She told the seven men and five women that it was up to them now to decide which arguments made by the prosecution and defence in their closing speeches they agreed with and which they did not.
4: It is for you and you alone to decide the facts. It is your view of the evidence and not mine that counts.
3: Both defendants plead not guilty to the charge of murder. Once the jury start their deliberations, the verdict could come back at any time, but we'll be in court
2: and we'll bring you their decision as soon as it comes. In the meantime, you can follow us on x at the trial podcast and contact us, the trial at mailmetromedia.co.uk. You can leave a comment on Spotify or even send us a voice note on WhatsApp
3: on 07796 512 Start your message with the word trial.